Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll get going and the format's just pretty much, you know, round table. It's pretty casual. So um, it's called wing it for a reason. You know, we tend to stick to a very loose agenda. If, if, no, this is the most we we've had for an agenda actually in a long time. So that's good. podcast goosedigital.com episode i think 60 who do we have chris o'neill renata ramastra and karen donaldson from camp ooch and camp trillium awesome and michael turksani welcome karen thank you thanks for having me yes uh thanks for joining us so we're super big fans of camp ooch um Chris, why don't you why don't you do the little intro? Because this has kind of been your baby, and just talk about what it means to us and kind of what we've been doing with it, and then we'll get into the agenda. Great, thanks, Mike. So uh, behind Mike, you can see there's a little photo, uh, Mike and uh, and several of our team members. It's a little cut off there. I'm actually in that picture too, but it's sort of cut off by the other <laughs> picture. Uh, just to let you know. Um, anyways, we started uh, participating in the Camp Ooch Run uh, in 2018. Uh, this will be our fourth year. Uh, we're really, um, really, uh, you know, thrilled with the with the Campooch team who've been very, very supportive as we have, you know, each year we've sort of gained a little, we've, you know, put a little bit more up on the board um, and uh, really sort of brought the team together too. Like for us, you know, uh, starting in 2018, it was like, hey, let's let's try this and let's let's do this thing. Every year we have a few more runners from our team, a few more, you know, sort of uh, pledgers who uh, sort of learn what we're doing. And so every year it's been really, you know, really the the hockey stick. It's really been uh, it's it's been going up and up, and and we're excited about being able to contribute. Um, we've had visits from the Campooch team at various times. Uh, looking forward to Karen talking a little bit more about uh, what's been happening this year and you know, into the future about the, the programs that are going on there. Um, but uh, effectively, like we're, we're touched by, um, you know, the, the uh, you know, the, what it is that Camp Ooch is all about, um, uh, you know, taking care of people, uh, taking care of families um, uh, that uh, are going through something, you know, very, <clears throat> very difficult. Um, and uh, I don't think, you know, Everybody has been affected uh, by various forms of, of cancer in their lives, whether it's somebody's close to them um, or a relative. Uh, and, uh, you know, and when it's a child, it's just a whole new level of, uh, you know, uh, of hitting you in the gut. So, um, you know, for us, it, it uh, you know, the, the traditional uh, Camp Ooch run, which is, of course, running down, uh, you know, Young Street, that's a real huge sort of community boost. Um, but they have managed, Camp Ooch has managed to continue to, to sort of keep the flame alive through this uh, pandemic. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's very inspirational because, you know, the cause obviously is, is very, uh, you know, near and dear. 
Um, and I'm sure the team has, uh, you know, encountered a lot of challenges, not just in, in terms of keeping the run going, but what about just keeping the program alive? So uh, anyways, we're huge fans of Camp Booch. Uh, looking forward to, you know, this year we're sort of halfway through this virtual run right now. Have to admit, I haven't done my 10K yet. <laughs> uh, planning on getting that in before the end of the month. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it's been uh, really meaningful for us at Goose Digital to be associated with, uh, with Camp Booch. And, you know, really happy to have Karen on today to sort of give us more of an update. Awesome. Yeah, that was a great intro, Chris. And um, I, I don't think I have a ton ton to really add to that. Um, I think Chris really uh, sort of highlighted all the things that um, it means to us. And um, I, I think the, the one thing that we talked about was um, as a marketing company, like we, we, we sort of have an advantage of being able to do things like a podcast or you know, put, put, uh, customize our web website as we feel we need to and stuff like that. And, and camp, which is, uh, is one of the things that we put up there and have on our, on our website to uh, let people know that we're involved in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, what we were hoping to do was just, you know, hear from you, Karen, you know, a bit about your role, give us an update. What, what is, you know, for people maybe that, that haven't heard a ton about what camp, which is, well, let's just start with that. Like, you know, ground zero and then anybody jump in. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, Camp Ooch and Camp Trillium uh, is an organization that provides uh, programs for kids and families affected by childhood cancer here in Ontario. So a lot has changed with COVID. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, childhood cancer hasn't stopped with all of this. And so we knew pretty early on that we wanted to continue our mission of bringing that fun and friendship and joy back into these families' lives, uh, especially during COVID. Uh, we know that that is more important now than ever when these families are experiencing even more isolation. So that's what we have aimed to do. Uh, and the SL10K is a big part of that. We uh, do get, bring the community together, as you said, Chris. Uh, and kind of rally around these families and uh, raise funds to keep these programs going. So when everything happened last year, it was also our mission to make sure this event could continue in some way, shape or form. And we're very, very fortunate. We have incredible partners like your team who have continued to work with us and participate in the 10K and come out uh, sort of virtually in support of us and, and all these families that we serve. So yeah, that's kind of the overview, I think. Excellent. Yeah. And your, and your role at mm. the organization, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. I am the director of strategic partnerships and events uh, for our organization. So I oversee the team that works on the Sporting Life 10K and we also do other events throughout the year as well. So we have some smaller uh, signature events that we do. We have um, a cycling event. Uh, we have an event called Camp Out for Cancer, which is very geared towards, uh, you know, all things camp. I don't know, did any of you go to summer camp? Maybe I'll ask you that. I, I have. Yeah, we were talking about that on our town hall yesterday, I think it was, and um, it's kind of a mixed bag in our group, actually. Some people, you know, really had a lot of fond memories of summer camp, but then a lot of us maybe just did, like, one day camp or, you know. Yeah, like shorter stints. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, well, and Chris, think... is a, Chris is a mega camp, uh, yeah, mega <laughs> camper, 
right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, I camp now, and maybe it's because I, I I missed the the as a, as a kid. Yeah, camp wasn't something you know, family, whatever. It wasn't something that that we did. It wasn't something that was a tradition. Now it, it's been a tradition for my children. They've all they've all been to, to camps and so forth. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of actual camping, like I'm a I'm a huge proponent of it now. Uh, all my vacation days, by the way, Mike, are all booked and they're all camping. So I uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, go. I think it's it's an experience that, you know, a lot of people, uh, especially here in Ontario, that we have had some experience with it in one shape uh, or another. And um, that's uh, <laughs> this event, Camp Out for Cancer, is sort of all about that, the meaning of camp, what means what it means to you, uh, rather than, uh, you know, if you're not a runner, perhaps, or a cyclist, uh, you can still get involved in, in events in, in a different way. We wanted to kind of provide this option to people so you can do things that uh, kind of celebrate the idea of camp, which is really great uh, because I myself am not a runner. And uh, so you can do things like make s'mores for this event, which is really fun um, and a little less athletic, but you could also go hiking or actually go out and camp in a tent overnight somewhere, things like that. Um, and then we usually do a gala of some kind uh, during oh. the year. So last year uh, we did a version of that called the Paddle Project, which was completely virtual uh, because of course we couldn't gather. So that's kind of what our team uh, does. And the main objective of that is again, to bring our community together, to keep people updated on what's been going on with camp and uh, the families that we work with and uh, raise funds to keep uh, those programs going. I know awesome. that uh, I know that normally, uh, Karen, there is um, in, in, in previous summers, like before the pandemic, um, there uh, there's, you know, the actual physical camp, which which um, which uh, helps uh, children who are actually going through chemotherapy and they actually have uh, ability to kind of treated at the site, which really gives them a chance to enjoy camp, even when they are like on like very, very heavy and intensive treatment. Mm -hmm. But this year, um, and obviously last year as well, that didn't happen. But the adjustments that have been made to make it possible for the for the kids to be, you know, entertained and engaged in camp like stuff. Could you talk a little bit about that? For sure. More in the in-person style programs or in the virtual space? Yeah. I'm kind of I'm uh, it's the virtual that I'm really kind of I, I'm, I'm excited by because it was again uh, we we all know us us being in this sort of the digital world we have seen over the course of the last um, year plus uh, how people have made adjustments to that uh, to go virtual in really all their their uh, you know uh, business kind of stuff but here was an example of um, you know it, it it it's 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 charity it is a uh, a need to sort of adjust to the pandemic um, and really having to transform the service into something that was virtual. And that's, that's I think, was, was really inspirational. So that's what I was hoping you might just chat about a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So when uh, we kind of first found out, uh, and when I say we, I mean all of us here in Ontario, found out that we would be headed into a lockdown. That was mm -hmm. in March of 2020, which was right before March break of last mm -hmm. year. And we had plans to have, you know, day camp over the March break period. And our team uh, really, really quickly pivoted and 
wanted to make sure, you know, even though we couldn't gather campers and families together for camp in person, that we were still providing something for them to do and to still have fun and just be able to be kids over that, that week long break. And that evolved into us providing programs every day. Pretty much we make, we meet new campers in the hospital. Uh, so we're continuing to provide our programs uh, in the hospital um, that did have to halt originally when we were first in lockdown last year, but we were able at the end of summer 2020 to go back into the hospitals and the hospital teams uh, kind of welcoming our staff back in was a huge indicator of kind of the value that our programming adds. And even for nurses and doctors who are going in and, you know, they have to do tests and uh, we call it needle pokes for our, our campers going through treatment. When they have to do those things for a camper who is, you know, just finished making slime with one of our camp counselors in the hospital, that's a very different experience than going into a room where, you know, a child hasn't had as much fun and is kind of dreading uh, the experience. So they were so excited to bring us back in. They were just um, unbelievably welcoming and made us feel, you know, just so part of the teams at, in the hospital. Um, and those programs have continued and we meet kids every day. And, That's good. Uh, and then our virtual programs, we use, you know, this kind of technology to bring those families together and bring kids together. We have some children who have only just been diagnosed in the last year. So their only experience with us so far has been, you know, a little in the hospital and then meeting friends over these kind of chats uh, in a little box. And I think that's going to make our in-person programs a little more kind of special when we finally bring people back together because it's almost like pen pals meeting for the first time maybe. Yeah, true. Um, when you kind of like finally get to meet this friend who you have this bond with, but you've never met in person. And I think that's gonna be a really exciting piece of bringing our in-person programs back. But um, to answer your question, these virtual programs have been so, just so vast. Um, you know, the programs team who works on creating these, they're so creative and so fun. And we've had programs where we've learned magic tricks uh, and we've had programs where we've um, gone under the sea. And uh, we had summer camp programs that were all about, you know, athletics and sports and getting outside. And we've tried to keep them really active. You know, um, I see kids all the time on these videos, they're up and they're dancing and moving around the living room. And um, it's just been a great way to, to continue that connection, continue those kind of moments of joy and fun. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me about the virtual programs and how they are kind of uh, transferring into a real life space was that one of the camper moms we work with, she told us uh, when she was walking through the hospital, uh, she recognized names in the hospital uh, that she knew from these programs. And oh, so wow. even though in the hospital, the regulations are still quite strict and kids aren't allowed to interact with each other and the families try, you know, to keep to themselves. Um, she felt that community in the hospital anyways, because she knew these other families and she recognized them from these Zoom programs and online programs and um, was able to feel that that solidarity, even though they couldn't actually talk or, or be together in person. And I think that was a really wonderful way to see how that kind of translates uh, and what our programs are still able to, to do in this virtual space. Sure. 
Yeah, I think the social side of the, you know, because I think with, with, I'm sure this comes up for you guys and for things like uh, younger kids at, at school, you know, where obviously we don't have that same physical social uh, interaction that you'd get. But, you know, I, I don't really know that we've been able to truly understand the impact of like the, of the, the ability to build relationships over this video type of environment. And, you know, I think at first there was a lot of, well, wow, you can't do that. You actually can't, you know, but I, I think we're realizing that actually you can do a fair bit of that. Now it's never going to replace being able to go see people, but um, the, the door is really open for just creative ways to engage each other and meet each other. And, you know, I've got a, um, a son that's doing, you know, programs over zoom and, and in some ways, uh, like I can tell you that he's learned a lot more on some of these topics because he's, I don't know, it's just the format um, and he's able to really take it in. And uh, so I, yeah, I think the, the jury's kind of out, but I, yeah, I definitely think that that sounds pretty awesome for, for these, uh, for these kids and families to be involved and connect that way. Thank you. Can, uh, can you tell us, I mean, we were talking a little bit about before we started uh, recording um, some of the challenges and maybe some of the benefits of shifting to a virtual run. Um, I know you've said like for people like yourself who may not have been able to participate in the past, you now were able to get out there because there's like more time available to you. But have you found that it's been challenging now that you're asking people to run on their own schedule? Yes, definitely some challenges. Uh, to your point, I think not having that route, I don't know who mentioned it, but it's almost famous. You know, we run, we get to run down Young Street mm -hmm. in Toronto for this run. And that's pretty hard to say no to. Uh, it's so rare that that street gets closed down. We're very lucky to, to have that route. And uh, we know people love doing that. And it's also a great route for those who are avid runners. Uh, you can get a really good time um, because it's downhill. A, little bit, <laughs> a little bit downhill yeah, the whole time. Yeah. So you get that yeah. extra boost from gravity. And uh, so it's a really, that route alone that we run, it's just so attractive to people for so many different ways. So to not have the route, we know it's disappointing for, for some of those runners. And that's definitely been a challenge that uh, we've had to overcome. One of the things we did this year, which we didn't do in our virtual run last year, so kind of our learnings from last year, was to keep some of those people who are more avid runners and really want that challenge. We created a challenge for the SL10K, which was the 10 by 10, where you run 10K 10 times during the month of May. <laughs> You're doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Michael's doing it, yeah. Yeah, amazing. So, uh, and we were really uh, impressed. We uh, estimated that we would have 350 people join that challenge and it sold out pretty much right away. Yeah, so. I think I, I think when I saw it, because I was a little bit late going in to, to register, I think there was like 84 left or something. So that might've been the 84th. And I, I was surprised that there was like a, lim a limit to it too. I thought, oh yeah, because probably because you're giving out a slightly different, like what, what was the rationale behind the limit? Maybe you could expand on that. Yeah, it was a slightly different uh, and more, I guess, athletic elevated kit that we provided um, to those runners in a challenge. And so, and we just didn't know how much interest there would be. I mean, for me, I hear a hundred kilometers in the month and I just thought that's not for me. Uh, and we weren't sure how many people would be 
gung ho to to do the hundred kilometers. So uh, we were really pleasantly surprised with how many people did want to, and it's such a good indication. You know, it was a testing year, and I think over the last year for lots of companies and for our team for sure as we changed from in-person events to trying to do events like things in a virtual space we've had to do stuff like this and we've done little tests to see what's gonna work with people what are people looking for and uh i think this is an exciting one we'll we intend to keep a virtual aspect to the run going forward even when we can gather together in in person again and i was gonna ask you that's cool Yeah. So, and I think uh, to your question as well, the benefits of a virtual is that we actually have had people from all over the world participate in this. Yeah. I was wondering, which is so shocking to us as well. We were not expecting, you know, people in Europe or Australia to uh, sign up for this run that we feel is such a kind of Toronto Mm -hmm. home thing. Uh, And that's been really amazing. And Previously, we wouldn't have been able to to facilitate that at all. And in a virtual space, we didn't have to put a limit on the geography of the run, right, right. Um, which has opened us up to new audiences, uh, which is wonderful. We love to bring new people into our community and let them know what we're all about. And uh, if they enjoy doing the 10K, then that's even better. No, for sure. I. I mean, I loved the energy going down Young Street. I was a walker. I'm not a runner. I'm very similar to yourself, but um, I like getting out and hiking. So it provided a really great opportunity last year and this year to check out some cool ravines and, you know, be in nature. Um, And I think especially for those of us who have been in lockdown for what seems like forever, it's so nice to be outside. So um, I do really love the virtual programming aspect of it, for sure. Yeah, I love that you said that. I I agree. I think we've heard that from lots of the runners who are excited to be able to do it in a different way. It kind of released them from the limitation of the the specific route we have. Mm -hmm. And then going back to someone's point from earlier, it's also brought teams together. Uh, We do have a corporate challenge, which I know you all know very well. And so it's a great opportunity, uh, especially as Lots of companies have tried to figure out how everyone can stay connected and continue to have fun uh, with each other um, in the workplace, in the virtual workplace. It's been a great opportunity for people to join up with VSL10K and you know go out and run. I know some people have, some companies have even all decided that they would do their 10Ks on the same day, so it would feel, you know, like, like they like were doing thing. it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So. I think that's also been a really great thing is that the energy of running down Young Street is something I don't think we could emulate virtually, mm-hmm. but there is an, an energy and maybe a community feeling that we have been able to establish in this virtual space. And that's been really fun to see as well. And uh, really great to be you know on a team who's, who's part of helping make that happen. Uh, when we know people are looking for that right now, looking for reasons to get outside um, <laughs> and looking for reasons to, you know, snap a pic of themselves and send it to the group work chat. <laughs> yeah, I I've always thought because um, for me, sometimes I've seen other people with like the shirt on or like with their gear, just in my neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's been like at least three 
like from last year and this year where I've, where I've noticed that. And um, I thought it would be kind of neat if you could have something that it would show you like people that are signed up for the run in your area, but it wouldn't like be creepy and like, you know, I see that person running down the road kind of thing, but like something where you could just like have, Hey, that's cool. You know, uh, maybe send a little like high five or some, just be super controlled. So it wasn't again, like a creepy thing, but I thought there's gotta be like a bunch in my area in Burlington that, that are probably signed up for this run that are either doing a walk or whatever component of it. And I just thought it'd be kind of neat to be able to see, you know, that group or be able to interact with that group a bit, but there's so many opportunities, like you say, that, you know, we don't even, we're just sort of scratching the surface of the types of things you can do. I did one of the um, European tours with our kids um, to Budapest just to see what that was like. And yeah, I mean, like it's never going to replace going there and, and checking it out firsthand, but this tour guide on his bike was really good. And you know, it was riding around in the evening and we all got to like check it out. And it was, it was kind of like, I hope they don't like stop doing that stuff because now we can jump in and just go on these little tours, you know, and we weren't doing that before. Yeah, exactly. I think um, the same thing goes for our programs as well. And the same way, you know, we've really been striving in the last few years to make our programs more accessible to uh, families who are not, you know, in the GTA or in Hamilton or London. And mm -hmm. uh, we know that there are lots of families who want to attend our programs, but maybe they live in Sudbury or something like that. And um, it's been so much easier for those families to join programs in a virtual landscape. And uh, I agree. I think there is kind of an interest across uh, you know, the community that we want to come back together in person, but we don't want to lose these yeah. kind of opportunities that we've had yeah. uh, from, from going to a virtual um, space. So, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. sorry, I was gonna say, I think we might be able to convince our team, some of our non-runners to make s'mores on behalf of the camp. So I think I need more <laughs> details on that yes. for, for when we get back together. Cause we've also been thinking about, you know what that would look like once we start opening things up and what our events locally can be. Um, and I didn't realize that this was something that you guys were offering. So um, I might follow up with you after on, on, on s'mores. Yeah. And other, <laughs> so why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk a little bit about maybe Karen, how you guys are, I mean, it's, it's only May of 2021, not to like date this thing, but like you probably are starting to think about what, you know, things you're going to be doing or, or what maybe the balance of the year into next year could look like for, for your programs. Mm -hmm. So for our programs, we are going to continue our in-person programs in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. uh, we're at SickKids and McMaster and London Health Sciences, uh, working with uh, kids and families there. And we will continue our virtual programs as well. And uh, for summer camp this year, we're doing uh, similar to what we did last year, which is a camp in a box, which gets delivered to households. So kids and families cool. can have something <clears throat> like a little addition to the screen uh, for some of the programs. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we're hopeful that, and we're working really hard to be able to bring back in-person programs uh, when the time is right, hopefully as early as this fall. 
which would mean uh, weekends up at camp at our overnight sites. Uh, so kids can be in school during the week and then they get a camp experience on the weekend. This is something that we've done uh, for many, many years. Uh, we call them wax weekends at camp. And uh, so that's what we're hoping we can uh, open back up again in the fall. And then for our events, we are uh, probably going to be sticking with mostly virtual or kind of remote events uh, for the remainder of this year. And then hope, hoping that if we it will all be dependent on, uh, you know, the numbers and the regulations, uh, you know, from public health, but we're, we're hopeful that we might be able to get together in person for the SL10K in 2022. So. Wow. That would be cool. And you, th and you said earlier that you're thinking, at least at this point, you might maintain a level of the virtual piece even. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Well, one thing that we had, we were very fortunate in that we had already planned a virtual aspect of the run for 2020 before um, this was all happening back in December of 2019, basically during our planning. So we already knew that there was interest from even just places outside of Toronto, but here in Ontario, that people wanted to participate and do the mm -hmm. run. Mm -hmm. And so we had been working to make a virtual aspect to our run available to, to interested runners. And that was a, a great decision because when we ultimately were not able to do our in-person run anymore, we kind of already had a base of planning there for us to build on uh, in terms of how we could have a virtual event. And so that's something that we definitely want to continue doing in the future. And it'll be uh, a hybrid model of, of running uh, for the SL10K moving forward. Awesome. Which is nice because maybe some of those team members who aren't runners, you know, some people can do it, the run on the route. Yeah. <laughs> and then, street. and then exactly. And then I think it's, it, you know, there's, there's sometimes, you know, whatever happens Mother's Day, you can't make it you know, but then you can do the other things. So even if you are a runner or if you're crazy and you just want to do everything, you know, you can do everything. So that's good for the crazy. Yeah, you could maybe do the, the run down. He's Yonsu speaking for you, himself. Yeah. You can do nine more 10 Ks. Yeah, virtually. No, no, we'll still do 10 virtuals, even though we did one physical. Well, you're, um, you're upping it to 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so maybe unless there's, there's other things that you want to cover off, I think we'll, we'll, we'll start, start to wrap up, but, uh, are there other things Karen that you want to bring up or talk about, make sure you, you talk about? Um, I think the only thing that might be helpful to know is, uh, you know, amid all of this, uh, COVID and lockdown happening last year, mm -hmm. we actually went through a, a merger. So Camp Ooch merged with another. Yes. A pediatric oncology camp called Camp Trillium. Uh, over the past 38 years, uh, these two organizations have worked in Ontario to serve kids uh, and families affected by childhood cancer. And really, this was a coming together of two great models. Camp Ooch historically really focused on serving ki kids with cancer themselves. And Trillium, Camp Trillium had always focused on uh, serving the whole family that get, is affected when a child is going through a cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment. And so coming together allowed us to, you know, deepen the work that we were doing to uh, provide 
more to, to kids and families as they go through a cancer journey. And uh, I think it was actually really wonderful timing that it happened in January of 2020. And then COVID impacted us here because with these families going through even greater isolation, uh, we were able to do more uh, to support them uh, as, a, as a merged team. Um, and so we've still uh, kept our tagline, we run for Ooch for the SL10K, but we are the uh, Camp Ooch and Camp Trillium team now. And awesome. uh, that's, I do get a lot of questions about that. So I wanted no, to. Yeah, that that's great. Here. No, and I, and I think that that's something that I'm sure is still, a, you know, from a branding perspective, takes a while to sink in. Um, no, that, that's excellent. I'm, I'm sure the added resources and just the added team size really allowed you guys to, to go further uh, through COVID when it was really needed. Um, we had one, one quick kind of parting question around maybe if you could like because we're digital marketing, we're, we're digital um, players, obviously. Is there anything that kind of stands out in your mind as like, uh, I don't know, either a lesson, a learning, or something where you said, oh, um, this particular channel or medium, or anything from like a digital side where you really wanted to, to sort of highlight that that was a big deal through this uh, pandemic? I mean, we've already talked about a lot of the virtual programs, but I have to think there's a, there's some there's more that you guys kind of went through to really you know pull it all together. Yes, this is a great question. So I think um, the success of our events, I would like to be able to attribute that to just the incredible community that we have. Um, we did do a lot of digital marketing. We do a lot of email campaigns. You probably all get our our mm -hmm. emails. And uh, we have a wonderful team that, that works on that and puts our information out there in a space where people can, can see that. And that's something that our team is also still learning about. Um, and I think really where we've been very fortunate is uh, we just pick up the phone and we call the runners who have worked with us in the past. And that's been the biggest piece is we, we love hearing people from people. Everyone has a reason why they do the run. I mean, even hearing from all of you at the beginning of this uh, conversation about what camp means to you and why you chose to start working with us and doing the 10K, everyone has different stories like that, whether it's because they themselves are, uh, you know, a family who uh, was affected by childhood cancer or um, just because you're really passionate about running a 10K or 100K, if you will. I think it's really great to hear those stories and just get um, into the weeds with, with people and hear what motivates them and, and uh, share with them what we're doing that's new and interesting in the year. And that's what we really see people coming back. I mean, one thing that I can share is um, last year, we raised uh, over $1.2 million through the Sporting Life 10K, thanks to incredible partners, just like all of you. And we had over 12,000 people participate in, in the run. Um, and a lot of those people have been registered prior to us going virtual. Sure. And this year, when we went out with an all virtual run, we knew it was going to be virtual again. Um, we have uh, just four, not just, but we have 4,400 participants this year. So significantly fewer people coming out to, to run, oh, which wow. makes a lot of 
that makes a lot of sense. And we know a lot of other runs and kind of athletic events are seeing that same sort of trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've already reached $1.1 million in fundraising. So those people that have come out to run, just like all of you and your team, are the people who really believe in what we're doing and they come back for a reason. Um, and we're just so grateful to, to have people like you running with us uh, again. And that's been, that's kind of the biggest thing that we do. So I don't know if that's like a real answer to Yeah, no, that is. I, I definitely think it is. And, and it was just, uh, you know, I think that's good perspective. You know, I think a lot of companies are, are going through similar type, type of situations. So um, that's awesome, Karen. I think this has been really a great session. Um, really appreciate your time. Appreciate everything you guys are doing over there. And Chris, did you want to chime in? Cause I saw you came off mute. No, I, I just wanted to say thanks, Karen, for joining us. And uh, uh, we're really excited again. We're uh, probably about half the team have have uh, already done their 10K. I'm among those that uh, has, has yet to do it. And of course, Mike's in the middle of his 100K. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so we're all, as you had mentioned before, we all have our reasons. We all have our stories, but it's, uh, it's all about, uh, you know, uh, finding a way to contribute uh, to, you know, this population that's uh, going through something so difficult. So thanks for joining us. Uh, really appreciative. Yeah, thank you for having me. And you have until the end of the month to to do the run or runs. So you bet I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brand, so did you want to? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, you know, I, I really do appreciate you joining us um, and uh, looking for different ways to help motivate parts of the team that aren't runners. I think we actually got some people out this year and their spouses um, who had never run before, you know, they're walkers and they they did their 10 at Algonquin or wherever they could go out. So, um, you know, we're very much interested in keeping this tradition going and any way we can in- encourage them. We're, we're looking to do yeah. that. So awesome. thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Karen.